Welcome to Victory Today. It is so great that you've joined us because we're learning some powerful principles from the Word of God. You know, from the testimonies that I've heard, people are being set free, they're getting answers to questions that they've had for ages, and they're activating their faith and receiving God's best. And you know, I love that. Because having planted and led churches for 20 years prior to launching our teaching ministry, I know how challenging it is when you've only got 52 Sundays in a year to cover the kind of topics that will help people in every stage of life. But you know, the beauty of a podcast like this is that I can share a key thought in just 20 minutes and you can think about it, meditate on it apply it to your life, and then the next time I can add another layer to what we've already covered. And I've found in my own life that that's a really effective way to grow and to get your mind renewed and to change the way that you see things. It's just little bit by little bit. You learn something, you apply it, you get a win, and then you learn something else rather than doing what a lot of people do, which is where they hear something one time and they get all excited about it. And then three days later, they've forgotten all about it. Hey, that is also why I want you subscribed. It's why I want you listening regularly, because what we're doing here is we're building on these truths and we're adding another layer and another layer. And I know that I'm saying some things that for some of you are new and you're not even sure where you stand with all of this. But what I want you to do is stick with me. I want you to come to these podcasts with a willingness to learn and to grow because the kind of things that I'm sharing has not only transformed the lives of many, many people in the past, and I'm believing it's going to do the same thing in the future, but it's transformed my life. And I believe that it's going to do the same thing for you. You know, someone once said the definition of insanity is continuing to do the same thing over and over, but expecting different results. Well, we don't want to be like that. We don't want to live like that. And I say that today because a whole lot of believers, for a variety of reasons, just continue to do the same things over and over in the hope that it just might work out for them this time. That's amazing to me. And yet people do that in the area of healing, when it comes to financial provision, miracles, even answers to prayer. Even though they've done a bunch of religious things for years and years and years without results, They just keep doing it, they keep doing it, they keep doing it without ever stopping to question why it isn't working. So, if you're believing God for something right now, and what you've tried in the past hasn't worked, I want to suggest to you today that maybe the issue isn't with God. Perhaps the real issue is that you need to learn the biblical way of receiving. Friend, you need to know how to receive, because if you don't know how to receive, God can have all kinds of things right there for you in the spirit realm, but unless they fall out of the sky onto your head, you're going to have to learn how to appropriate them. And so recently, we talked about the fact that if you want to walk in victory, you can't just sit back passively. You've actually got some fighting to do. We looked at 1 Timothy 6.12, which says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. And we said that the kind of things that we have to fight against are the doubts. It's the fears. It's the weariness that comes when you're standing in faith for something. 
And that's because we do have a spiritual enemy who doesn't want us exercising our faith in God. And he certainly doesn't want us receiving what we are believing for and and growing in our confidence of God and in his word. No, no. He wants us doubting God's goodness. He wants us questioning God's timing. He wants us to get all bitter and twisted and cynical and mad at God for not coming through for us. And so the enemy, he'll try all kinds of things to dissuade you from fighting the good fight of faith. He wants to stop you from laying hold to those things that God has promised you. But it's so important that you understand today when we talk about fighting the good fight of faith, that we are not talking about you wrestling with or somehow trying to overpower the devil, okay? The awesome thing about the Christian life, friend, is that we come from a position of victory. We're not trying to obtain a victory. Jesus has already won the victory for us. He has defeated the enemy. And we'll talk more about that another day. But the Bible says that the only kind of wrestling that we're supposed to do against those demonic forces, is by our faith in God's word. We put our faith in God's word and we come from a position of victory. And the Bible says, seated with Christ. Now, why? Why is that? Well, because we have authority over demons in him. Okay? They are subject to us, not because we're so great, but because we are united to him. Now, many times we do need to wrestle to stay in faith, because as long as the devil can keep us in the sense realm and we're looking all the time at our circumstances or we're focused on the pain or the bad report or the bills or the state of the bank balance, as long as we're focused on those things, the things that we evaluate with our senses, the devil will be able to defeat us every single time. I mean, if you've ever believed God for, let's say, physical healing, and then maybe someone prayed for you, and then the next day the pain only got worse, you had more symptoms than ever before, what did your senses tell you in that moment? Well, they told you you weren't healed, right? That, that you're no better, that you didn't receive anything. Well, I'm saying today the devil will use that and he will bring all kinds of doubts and fears and suggestions to mess with your thinking, to keep you focused in the sense realm. Because if he can do that, he'll defeat you every single time. But as long as you refuse to fall for his lies and you fight to stay in the faith realm where you are agreeing with what the Word of God says, friend, you will defeat him every single time. That is the faith fight. It's trusting God's Word to work for you. And it is the only fight that the Bible says we're supposed to engage in. In fact, Hebrews 4 verse 11 says that we are to labor to enter into the rest. And what that's talking about is doing away with all the striving and the working and the performance and simply believing that what Jesus has done for us is enough. That's why Hebrews 4 and verse 3 says, For we which have believed do enter into rest. That's how we come into a place of rest, by believing, by trusting, by staying in faith. The only labor that's required on our part is to labor to stay in that place of rest. 
It's the same as fighting the good fight of faith. We aren't supposed to wrestle and struggle and do all kinds of crazy things to try and pin the enemy to the floor, try and defeat him on our own. No, as I said, Jesus defeated him 2,000 years ago. Friend, I want you to know today that the same principalities and powers that the Bible says we wrestle against in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, were thoroughly defeated. They were dethroned. They were stripped of their authority by Jesus Christ. That is what Colossians 2 verse 15 tells us. So let's understand today that we are not trying to get a victory. Because of Jesus, we already have the victory. We are victorious. It's just that the enemy is going to do all he can to take that victory from you. It's the same with healing. We aren't trying to get healed. We are healed in Jesus' name, but the enemy, he comes and he tries to put sickness on us. Friends, we are blessed. We're blessed in our going out. We're blessed in our coming in, the Bible says. But the enemy will do his best to steal, kill, and destroy so that we don't enjoy the blessing. We don't enjoy the abundant life that Jesus has already won for us. Now, I know that I'm saying a lot in those few sentences, but my prayer is that as we continue this journey together, that you'll begin to see that you're not trying to get something from God. You're trying to maintain and enjoy what he's already blessed you with. Because I'm telling you, it is so much easier to keep what you have and to enjoy it in the Christian life than to try and get something that you think that you're not entitled to or that you've got to work to try and achieve. But see, in order to think differently, it's going to require a mindset change for many of us because we've been taught for years and years and years that we need God to do all kinds of things for us. And unless we pray and beg and twist his arm, we're going to be sick all the time and broke and depressed Because, you know, we we are nothing, we have nothing, we're just waiting on God and his mysterious will to one day hopefully flick some switch up there in heaven and grant our request. That's what a lot of people have grown up believing. That's what they've heard over and over and over. But I want to ask you today, when was it that Christians started treating God like a genie in a lamp? That if you just rub it the right way and say the magic words, he'll be there at your beck and command. I mean, that might be okay for Disney, but that certainly isn't what the Word of God teaches us. No, friend, if you could see who you really are in your spirit right now, if you could see what God has made available to you through Jesus' victory on the cross, if you could see the power and the authority King Jesus has delegated to you as his ambassador in this world, if you could get a glimpse of who you really are, I genuinely believe that you'd be shocked. You would understand why James chapter 4 and verse 7 says that when you resist the devil, he flees. Friend, did you know that that word flee means to run away in terror? Now, what is the devil terrified of? Well, certainly he's not terrified of your natural human strength or your ability. He's not afraid of your intellect or your business acumen. So so what is he actually afraid of? Well, he's afraid of the greater one in you. Amen? 
Romans chapter 8 and verse 11, listen to it. It says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. I'm saying that if you could see yourself as God sees you, you'd be absolutely shocked. If you could see yourself as the devil sees you, you would never be afraid of him again. A holy confidence would start to rise up in you and you'd be like, man, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living in me. I have raising from the dead power on the inside of me. What am I afraid of? Friends, I'm convinced that when we get to heaven and we see things as they really are, we are going to be like, why did I put up with all that stuff down there? Why did I allow that to bring me down and steal my joy and rob me of peace? I think when we stand before God and we know all things, as 1 Corinthians 13 says that we're going to know, we, we will say, you mean to tell me that I had the same power that raised Jesus from the dead in me the whole time? You know, I went around thinking for years that it was out there somewhere and that the demons were blocking it and I had to try really hard to pray it through and God will look at us lovingly and he'll say, no, no, it was on the inside of you the entire time. God, you mean to tell me I had raising from the dead power on the inside and yet I put up with sickness and fear and anxiety. I went around depressed and discouraged and the whole time you said that I've got love and joy and peace and long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness and temperance living on the inside of me. God, you mean that all the time I was asking you again and again and again to give me joy and give me peace, I had that on the inside and I didn't know how to release it? I'm saying, friend, let's not sit back passively and put up with those things that Jesus paid for with his life to deliver us from. Let's not sit back passively and miss out on all the wonderful things that he won for us on the cross. You know, this is the Victory Today podcast. Amen. We are a people who've decided that we're going to believe God at his word. We're going to learn to activate our faith. We're going to learn to receive all that he's promised. Why? So we don't have to live a defeated life. So we don't have to be overcome by the enemy. So we don't have to languish in despair and defeat. No, so we can be the people that God has called us, gifted and equipped us to be in this hour. So we can be light in the darkness. So we can rise up at such a time as this when the world needs us more than ever before, friend, and point people to the hope that we found in him. We're not the defeated. We're not the discouraged. We're not the down. We're not the depressed. Even with all the crazy things going on in our world right now, we are 1 John 5, 4 kind of people. And what people are they? Listen to it. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 says, For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. 
So friend, I want to encourage you, have a great day today. Walk in victory. Understand that he's already won the victory for you, that you don't have to try and achieve it in your own strength. Refuse today. Come on, we're going to refuse to give the enemy an inch. And if you want to find out more about how you can support the incredible work that we're involved in, in educating 100 street kids in Cambodia, or you want some more faith building resources, you know where to find them. They're all there at New oldministries.com. Go out and have a victorious day and I'll look forward to sharing with you more again soon.